Welcome, everyone, to the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Here on the show, we bring you interviews with business owners, executives, and key players operating in and around the Ottawa, Ontario, Canada region. We grab their insights on business, marketing, leadership, and motivation. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Joining me today on the show, we have a tremendous, tremendous guest with an absolutely inspirational story. We have Travis Iverson joining us. He is the owner of Iver Fashion. Travis is going to tell us in in quite a bit of detail here his inspirational story of tragedy, determination, perseverance as Travis's life was tragically changed uh, in an accident and he became a quadriplegic, uh, limited now to a wheelchair. Um, You're going to hear that story, but you're also going to hear a remarkable story of how he started a business uh, while being bedridden. Uh, He has just an absolutely outstanding interview for anybody that's out there looking for some inspiration at this time of year. This is definitely not an interview you want to miss. You'll want to tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I am your host, Paul Pagioni. Joining me today on the show, we have a tremendous guest here with us. We have with us Travis Iverson, the owner of Iver Fashion. Travis, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. I uh, I was fortunate to find out about Travis uh, recently on social media. I, uh, I do spend a lot of time uh, personal-wise and work-wise on social media. And a uh, great post uh, from probably one of the best photographers, not the best photographer in Ottawa, Sean Sisk. Uh, and he had this great hat on, which I'm wearing as we do this. Uh, and it says, uh, it's a beautiful black hat. It says, never give up. Uh, and he was promoting the hat and the cause behind it. We're going to find out all about that here in the interview with uh, with Travis today. So, Travis, maybe before we get to that, we always like to start with our guest background. Maybe we can start there with yourself, Travis. Are you from Ottawa originally? I was born in Calgary, Alberta, but uh, we left uh, when I was quite young. And, uh, okay. and I've, I've been in Ottawa ever since. Okay, so you pretty much grew up in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which end? Which end of the town were you? Uh, I was in Orleans, Orleanser. I was uh, there for. Uh, I grew up uh, um, downtown, or sorry, the uh, Orleans area was where I spent yeah. the, the latter part of uh, you know growing up and went to yeah. high school and stuff there. So, yeah, Orleans okay. this is the neck of the woods. Okay. Okay. And how was it a large family you had or? Uh, no, it's just my mom and my sister. Uh, okay. And you, is your sister older or younger? She's younger than me. She's uh, 36 there tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh, very nice. Happy birthday. Very Happy nice. Happy birthday, Sarah. Very nice, Sarah. So what, what high school did you go to out in Orleans? I went to Swilford Laurier Public School. Okay. 
So oh, okay. Provide that line. Very nice. And you were you were a sports guy. Is that it? You were right into oh, sports. I loved it. That's all I. That's all I did. I mean, I yeah. played a lot of uh, a lot of competitive basketball. Uh, okay. That, that's where I excelled. I, I played baseball, and um, you know, I did track, and I, I just I found that like the basketball, like I was really good with the with my hands. So like, okay, I, I wasn't really good with soccer. The the, the ball in the foot, I didn't like. Uh, we tried football, okay. and I just didn't like the the not seeing your peripheral with the helmet, and but the basketball, yeah. you know, so it was almost like it just came naturally, and I was able to like. You know, like killer crossover moves. Like I, I would literally just dance, <laughs> just dance with the ball. And I mean, uh, <clears throat> like obviously you put effort because you want to be really good, and the competition's good. But um, you know, getting MVPs at like a very young age. Oh, good for you! One was at uh, the St. Matt's camp where it was a pretty elite camp, and there was over two hundred fifty uh, participants there, players, okay. and. Uh, yeah, I, I wore I wore number one going in there, and I had begged my mom because uh, it was quite expensive, and for a single parent, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a lot of money for a week of uh, basketball camp. But my aunt uh, had helped out, and okay. uh, yeah, I, 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 I said to myself, "I'm going in there, I'm going to win this," because it was quite expensive. And I said, "I'm doing it for you, mom," and. Uh, Oh, very nice. I wore I wore number one and I came out number one. So good for you. Good for you. So how old were you then? Uh well it was nineteen ninety six. I'm thirty I'm thirty-nine now, so we do the math. Yes, uh I'm sure very young. I mean I was uh, going into wow. grade, going into grade nine. So Okay. 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 And then and then for from basketball, did you have did you have a favorite player growing up? Or? Oh, for sure. I had Michael Jordan all over my <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be MJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, number 23 of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. You weren't a Scotty Pippen guy then. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you know, it was a good wingman, but... Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, did, I, did, I did everything that he did. I even copied the way he chewed his gum, I remember. And, really? Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so like just his like his whole swag and the way he like kind of moved his arms, the way he walked, and yeah, you know, yeah. just everything like the tongue, even the tongue. I the remember. tongue. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask that. The tongue. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. so. You saw the. Did you see the last dance? I did. Yeah, that was fantastic. I, I wasn't that great. And I wanted to watch it again, but it's just like like when you go through it, it's like almost like. You're right back in that era, and I mean that. Yeah, it's true. So amazing. There, yeah. was no, there was no internet, and it was yeah. like you know there was like that was your entertainment, and it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. So following along, uh, following along the path here, we go through high school. Where where does Travis go after high school? Uh so yeah, I was working landscaping to help. Uh, uh, full-time landscaping and uh, part-time yep. at, the, at the bay selling shoes. And okay. uh, I was uh, going into college to start uh, business admin. And yep. um, so, again, single mom, they don't have a lot of money to pay for all of the tuition and the books. So she said, I'll pay for the tuition, you pay for the books. And so that was the deal. And I went in. Okay. 
went to Algonquin College and uh, and took uh, business admin. Oh, good for you! The the three year program. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very nice, very nice. As, I, uh, as did I. What did you? What well, did you? Did you major in anything or? Um, actually, um, I only uh, did one semester. Uh, okay. The following, it was, um, and then the summer, summer after that semester is when, is when the the, the other room oh, I see. took place. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so let's 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 sort of carry along on that on that path. So you you finish your year of college. Yeah, I finished. You're, so you're heading into. I finished, I finished my uh, first semester at Algonquin College, and uh, and then it was going into summer, and so yeah. uh, June 21st, my birthday, and it was uh, my 21st, so champagne year. Oh, nice, nice, uh, very nice. And we all, I said, we're we're going to Montreal. I don't care. We're like, you know, we're we're going 100. percent And and yeah. we did. Uh, we got a car full of guys. Went down. Had a great time. And. And then the following month um, was the uh, was the month where I had my injury. Uh, yeah, July, July 13th, and I mean I'm, I'm a big numbers guy, and uh, 13. Okay. I just never ever liked 13 ever, and I always wore number three. I yeah. just always had a superstition of number 23. I loved 21 yeah. is two plus one is three, and yeah. three was three was my basketball number. So uh, anyway. Um, so, so you didn't like thirteen, so July thirteenth wasn't it? It wasn't starting good. No, well, July thirteenth was the day of my injury. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was at the cottage. So I had two. Okay. I, had, I had pretty much two uh, two options um, that weekend, and uh, the first one was to go to Hope volleyball tournament to hang out with the guys and play uh, volleyball with the cute girls in bikinis. Yeah, um, or go to the cottage and hang out with the boys. And uh, because the weather was uh, not too great, um, we decided to go to the cottage. Uh, I, okay. I'm an out, outdoors guy anyway, so uh, that was fine by me. And then yeah. uh, going up there, like we first night, we just kind of played cards. It was quite, it was raining quite hard. And <clears throat> second night or second and Saturday, we go into the to the uh, deepener, we get a bunch of beers, get some steaks because it's steak night at the cottage on Saturday, and yeah. so uh, yeah, we we had a fair share of our of some uh, cold ones and went over to the the um, his uh, uncle and aunt's cottage uh, just across the way to have the steak dinner and uh, yeah. had some more had some more cold ones there with. Uh, Another campfire, and we had a great dinner, and finished that off. And I said, "I said, oh, let's go back. It's getting pretty late." And uh, the other guy that we were with said we agreed, and so we got back in the boat, and and uh, and then we started. Oh, so you you got to get home by boat here. Yeah, well, we were on the lake, so we. Oh, I got we, you. Okay, we just crossed over with the boat, and so okay. Yeah, then then so we we get back to uh, my my mate's cottage and he I said oh let's let's have a fire of our own I'm still up I'm still like we're still having fun here you know and yeah and uh, and the other mate had said oh well I'm tired I'm gonna hit the hay and so we just continued on and uh, a couple more uh, a couple more pops later and 
and uh, and the one mate says, uh, uh, "Well, I, you know," I said, uh, "I bet you." Uh, I told him, "Pardon me." I said to him, uh, "To him, I said, I bet you five dollars that I can yeah. that I can run as fast as I can from the cottage all the way off the dock and hit the deep end. It's uh, it goes it dips down." Quite low, 40, 50 feet down deep, sorry. And so, okay. Uh, but it's like a sandbar until it gets there. Um, he said, You're on. And even like five bucks back then, it was like a lot, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five bucks, like, you, know, you, can, you can do a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I was like, You're on. And, uh, you know, with the power of the, of the cold pops there behind me and a dive that I've done many, many times, I had a pool that was, uh, uh, community pool like near home and garden yeah. home yeah and it's uh basically like a, a running long shallow dive where you like barely skip you barely go underneath the water you just skim the water slightly and so that dive i really i, I loved it. i loved the feeling of it like to see how far and like how like how low how how, how little you can go like under the water and still okay like, Without so you're diving that. out, out, but but staying shallow under the under the water. Yeah, like a long shallow dive. It's yeah. like so you you're not belly flopping, but you're like you're very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then yeah, so I went in, I ran in, and I was excited. I got my swim shorts on. I was ready to go, and and then yeah, I just be, I I I ran. I can remember. Uh, even now, even even to this day, just the feeling of the the cold, wet, like slippery dock, just like leaving or my leaving my feet uh, yeah. for the last time. And and anyway, I um, I didn't end up making that dive, and uh, I missed it by uh, I don't know if it was a half a meter or, or so, but okay, uh, but not by much, and uh, and so. So there I am, and I'm uh, lying face down, and I'm telling myself like, you know, it's time, it's time to move over now, Trav. Like, let's go, like, let's turn over. Okay, but at this point, Travis, where are you? Are you are you on the dock? Or are you in the water? No, I'm in the water. So I've taken the dive already. Uh, okay. And I'm and like I like I said, like I barely, I'm, I I barely missed the 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 drop off, like the deep the deep drop off. So okay. Okay. So I actually uh, broke my neck from the front and the back, and uh, you know, instantly, like within you know seconds. Holy so, cow! That's uh, crazy. You know, uh, so I'm lying there, and I'm basically telling myself, like, I'm I'm, I'm basically drowning, but I'm telling myself, yeah, you know, move over, time 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 to flip over now, and the body just not you know not corresponding, and uh, yeah. So I don't know how much time passed, uh, but not not too too much because my friend was he was at the campfire not too far. He probably looked out and he seen that I wasn't moving, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he raced he raced out to the water and, and flipped me over. And when he flipped me over, I, I said right away, I said, you know, I I think I'm paralyzed. Like you got to call nine hundred one. Like I'm I think I'm paralyzed. I can just feel the. Uh, the the limbs were just limp, like it was just like you know, so okay. weird, such a weird feeling. And uh, okay, you know, not much pain. I was, I guess, because my body was in shock. But okay, um, yeah. And he said, and I, he said, no, no, you're fine, you're fine. And I said, no, seriously, 
I said his name. I said like pretty loud. I said you, you got to call them. Well, like I'm paralyzed. Yeah. And he said yeah. No, they're they're already on the way. But and he uh, and he like you know kind of like dragged me a little, and brought me to shore. Okay. So he, so he saved my life. You know, essentially he saved my life. And uh, and then uh, yeah, and then the ambulance came and uh, I I'm not sure if I asked them to airlift me or not, but they didn't. Uh, they okay. They took me through the back roads of the Manawaki uh, Cottage Roads, very bumpy. Okay. Um, and took me to Manawaki Hospital to, you know, at least oh at least medication to me because I was swelling up like a like a football player. Like I remember yeah. my, my girlfriend seeing seeing me at the time, and she said, "You can you like can you see how big you are? Like you look huge right now." I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, I look muscular. Is that is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I had I had a pretty good body to begin with, but I mean, she's like, yeah. oh, like you, you're, so, you're so swollen, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you're like twice your size because your body is just so much pain. So I guess they they gave me some pain medication and stuff to like help me in the intern before they brought me into the uh, civic hospital here in Ottawa. Okay, okay. So, so they they treat you in in Manawaki, and then you get yeah they didn't uh, they, they, they didn't do they they didn't do any uh, surgery or anything they just kind of like stabilized me a bit to you know help me like with medication and bring down the swelling and stuff uh, yeah and before they transferred me to the uh, the civic uh, you know like five or six or seven eight hours later uh, so yeah yeah. And then I got there, and, and I had to wait quite a while uh, to get my surgery because there was an accident the same morning uh, involved with the OC Transpo and a fat car uh, family, a Sri Lankan family, where um, he lost the use of his legs and lost his son because the OC oh. Transpo hit them, and they were in the bus lane. It was a foggy morning on Sunday, July 13th, so... Okay. Because, of, because of like the stature, just you know, um, OC Transpo involved, but uh, I had to wait over 17 hours for my operation. Okay, okay, quite some, quite some time in, in yeah, in, in much pain, you know. Now, do you do you remember while you're waiting that 17 hours, like what's going through your head? Yeah, like I didn't really, didn't really click in. Like, I mean, I know that. When he, when he flipped me over and I said like I was paralyzed because I could like feel my limbs just yeah. like limp and like, like okay that was so foreign to me and then but like I guess the whole shock and just kind of like just like you know nursing everywhere you're on high high level medication and you know you're in and out of consciousness uh, didn't okay. really click in until. That one day when the doctor just said, like, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, I hate to tell you, like, you're never going to walk again. And and I actually looked him in the eye and I said, like, you know, I'm a sports player. And I said, yes, I will walk again. And, yeah, you know, and uh, he said, well, I like your attitude and keep that up. And so, you know, with the breakthrough stem cell research and all the things yeah. that are going on, I mean, it's true. Uh, nothing's impossible if uh, you never yeah. give up. Yeah, yeah, very well said. Uh, very well said, Travis. So when you you finished the surgery at at the Ottawa Hospital, and then is that then you got moved to the rehab? Is that it? Yeah. So 
after after about thirty yeah thirty three days, I was there, and like I said, every day, pretty much fighting for my life. Um, a couple of cold whites, uh, seventeen bronchoscopies, where basically they suction your lungs while you're awake. You have to. Uh, they put a wooden block in your mouth so you don't swallow your tongue. And okay, and I had uh, 17 of those, um, and the average is one to three uh, for a whole uh, span of uh, quadriplegics' um, uh, time. So you know whether okay. they live till they're 70 or whatever. So I had I had 17 in the first week, and uh, I talk about a fighter. Uh, that was that was pretty intense. And uh, on the seventeenth one, they had to ask permission for my mom to go down under the right lung where it kept the mucus kept um, reinventing, and I kept getting pneumonia. And so, okay, she said, no, do whatever you gotta do. Like that's my son. And so they did. And uh, within a couple of days, I was off the ventilator and uh, and breathing on my own. But uh, that's why my voice is a bit raspy. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So yeah. it's still weak. It's still weak today. Is that it? You get tired. Well, it's like I've recovered a lot, and I mean, uh, it's uh, it's just like I guess like scar tissue, right? Like it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of a lot of uh, trauma, invasive, very invasive. Yeah, yeah. So I know I know there's a lot of obviously there's there's a lot of changes that you know your mom had to make to the house can you touch on that a little bit because i think that was that was a really yeah. really good part of your your story on the website um, yeah so like my mom i mean she's everything to me and uh she's done everything for us and so when my injury happened um uh she she obviously had to upgrade because we were living in a in a garden home and there's no way you can have a hospital bed in a garden home, main floor. It just wouldn't okay. work. Okay. So, uh, my aunt Sue, uh, she lives on, um, she lives in, in uh, Elmville, Acres, and so she usually takes uh, Chapman uh, for her walk. And this time, she took Weston Drive, and she's yeah, yeah. She's seen that this one house for sale and had a huge, huge window in the front and. And she went and had a look at it, and it was just a like a, a really, really great uh, uh, front room there for me, where I can go from the like it was all one level, and so okay. um, very spacious, nice window in the front. And uh, she said, "Karen," and she called her up. She said, "Karen, you got to come here right away, like you know, and and have a look at this house." And so. She basically uh, sold and bought uh, the home the same day. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Good so, for her. Yeah, well, it was, it, was, uh, it was an angel. It was definitely some angels there. And uh, Sue wow. and Sue is definitely one of our angels in our family. She's done a lot for us and uh, continues to do so. Um, and so, yeah. And, and then after, uh, I'm, I'm in the rehab. Uh, and I'm just dying to come home. Um, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, just just being able to come home and see the things that like you used to see when you were 
at home. I mean, being in yeah. the hospital, all you see is like the curtains and IVs and nurses. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just yeah. anything to like remind you of home is like just an amazing feeling. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and so, yeah, um, against like kind of like doctor's orders because of my level of injury and because my mom's like an aging parent, single aging yeah. parent. They said that it's not like wise for her to bring me home, but okay. she knew she knew that if if like because of my complications, that um, you know if they were to send me to an institution, that I probably wouldn't survive. And she wanted to have me home, and uh, you know, as 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 any mom what uh, would, and so um, a close family friend of ours. Uh, Michael Power, who's uh, the owner of the Emporium here furniture store here on Main Street. Okay. Uh, very, very good friends with uh, Michael and and his partner, Heather Lilico. I'm uh, uh, close friends with Jordan Power, uh, okay. who's their, their son, and Ryan Power. And so he, uh, he asked my mom while I was still in the rehab and said, you know, uh, would you like me to help bring your son home? And uh, she she knew what that meant. She knew that there was going to be a lot of uh, renovations, a lot of people uh, in the house and helping. And and so she said yes. You know, she said yes, I would. And 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 that day, things yeah. got started. Like that day, it was like he just opened up his connection black book and just started getting people around. And oh, so that's there, awesome. There was, there was lots to do, lots to do, but he. Uh, he and and many 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 people uh, rallied together and, and and got a lot of things done to help me come home uh, safely. Oh, very nice. That is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah, a lot. Like I mean, even like when it comes to renovations, I mean that's one thing that you know I want to continue to do and pay forward as well because you know that was a, a game changer and it. And it uh, it helped me out a lot. I mean, having a roll-in shower, having widen, uh, doors widened, having uh, a ramp uh, yeah. inside out. So, yeah, a lot of uh, – it was a huge undertaking. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who better to do it with all these connections? It was uh, Michael and Heather. Yeah, very nice. That's very nice. And like you said, it's one it's one thing to get the renovations done. It's another thing though to to do the renovation specific, you know, for you, like you said, with the ramps, with the widened doors that you know the regular homeowner when he renovates doesn't do any of that stuff either. Yeah, yeah. They had so like had a lot of contractors and I mean uh they were all they were all quite quite very, uh, quite handy and uh and I mean um we also had another uh, friend who was uh, also in a in a wheelchair, who you know gave advice and who uh, went and saw his home and how they had it, and so yeah, it was just amazing how how what happens when so many people come together. Yeah, yeah, very well said, very well said. So, what's the motivation, um, or maybe the final straw where Travis decides? I got this idea for a, for a business and I think it's time to get going with it. Well, yeah. So, 
Um, it didn't really hit me. Like, I mean, I've, I've, liked, I've always loved business. And I mean, uh, I've always wanted my own business. Uh, that's why I was in business. And so um, I, I've always loved clothes. I've always loved looking looking great. It always made me feel good. And people yep. were receptive of it. And so a uh, friend's birthday was coming up. And I went out with my nurse and went shopping. And I saw... Uh, the clothes on a mannequin. I said, "Oh, I want that outfit right there." And I we packed it up and brought it home. And I, I was so excited to put it on or to have help to put it on the next day. Yeah, uh, and just and just to see it not fit in in the places where you know needed to fit. Uh, it was extremely frustrating. And uh, yeah, and that's what gave me the motivation to build a, a fashionable accessible clothing line because that time there wasn't very much out there and uh and so that was the inspiration was uh that one outfit and so i basically uh said well that's it i uh, spoke to my mentor at the time and i said i'd like to do something i think I, you know i um something that to help people and the other day I had a, put on an outfit and it didn't fit and I was so like frustrated. So, you know, I think I think that like I'd like to do a clothing line. And he said, like, oh, what do you mean? Like some t-shirts with some funny slogans on there. And I I said, no, like, you know, like a full out, like full, full clothing line. And he said, Oh, well, well, why don't you why don't you get back to me and uh, you get type out some stuff that you'd like and put together a few uh, documents and and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll circle back in about a week or two. And in that time, I rolled up to the <clears throat> computer desk and I, um, yeah. I have a circle uh, sticker on my glasses. Uh, it's called a head mouse. And okay. So when I, when I move my head, <clears throat> that's the mouse. And uh, and there's an on-screen keyboard that I can uh, hit each letter, and <clears throat> it's quite uh, quite taxing on the on the head and the neck and the shoulders, the muscles. Okay, so so like, oh. what is it? Is it is it a beam that it that it sends to the screen uh, off of no, your glasses? It's not a beam. It's like infrared, but you know, it's like a remote control, basically like a infrared. Okay. So okay. it just picks up. It picks up the signal and. Uh, from the okay. uh, silver, silver dot. Okay, but you got to keep moving your head to, to type everything. That's right. Yeah, every, every letter. So holy cow! It, it takes a lot. I, I got a pretty yeah. strong neck because of that. Um, okay. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I basically typed out uh, each garment, each uh, spec, uh, each unique feature, and also materials because I. Really, like I, like I said, I love clothes, and so um, good for you. Yeah, that's, I, that's that's outstanding, man. I put it all together and I sent it to my mentor, and he he, he called back. And he said, "Wow, this is incredible! Like you were you weren't joking around when you said a full clothing line." <laughs> yeah, and then and he said, "Well, I'm I'm gonna there's a." There's a uh, applied research innovation project being held every year at Algonquin. I'd like to submit this. This is brilliant. Okay. And okay. So, yeah. He uh, 
He did, and uh, we got called up on, and um, I was the last to present uh, out of 30 other venture uh, pitches. Okay. Uh, and so, and uh, last to present, but the first to win. So I ended up uh, working with them. Good for you. Uh, okay. For four months, and we did uh, initial business plan, SWOT analysis, uh, you know, target market research, and uh, we had started started the website, sort of like framing of the first website. We've had a couple since then, but had a couple of business plans since then. It's always it's been evolving. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. It worked with the professor professors and the uh, and the students, and so that got a lot of recognition. Um, yeah, good for you. In fact, uh, shortly after. Uh, CBC uh, contacted me and they wanted to do a story. They did an in-house story here and I had yeah. a few samples already and uh, from a seamstress that lived next door, I had okay. a bunch of clothes that I wanted to have modified and I kind of knew like what would work because I'm in the situation, right? So yeah, I just gave her like a few, few, a few garments and had her tailored to my needs and and so they did that story, and that went uh, that went out, and with the buzz still going, um, MPP uh, Yasser had uh, contacted, sorry, uh, sorry, sent me a, a letter of recognition for uh, okay. for all the efforts that I've been doing for the uh, mobility impaired. And, okay, uh, and then uh, we had got a invite to go to the celebrations of people's awards and uh and end up winning the um accessibility award uh, of that uh, evening of that gala that's uh, awesome uh, so yeah then uh, a couple of magazines uh, uh outspoken magazine did a couple uh, two-page articles and so the buzz was 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 definitely happening because it was uh you know like i said at that time there wasn't much uh, accessibility as far as clothing and uh, okay. fashionable clothing at that. So, you know, and uh, not too many doing it from a wheelchair. Uh, so it, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a great feeling to have, to see a lot of my efforts being recognized at that time. And then, and then while you're, you know, probably feeling really good, you've got some really good buzz then you get another setback. Yeah. So uh, then I was out um, I don't know, on my birthday, you know, the 35th birthday, uh, four years ago. And uh, and uh, the cushion uh, that I was on, it's an air cushion. And so the back right panel where the, the bone that you sit on, um, that panel... Um, the air, there was a slow leak, and I have no feeling okay. from my nipple line down, and I, so I couldn't really tell, and I just kept, you know, I had no idea. I was just having a great time. We had a wonderful meal, and was yeah. with Tyler and a bunch of uh, great close friends, and um, and we had uh, danced the night away, and had woken up, and. Um, and I still had a smile on my face because it was such a great night. And and the nurse came in and said, "Oh, 
looks like you had a great night. You still got the smile on your face. And <laughs> uh, I said, oh, I was amazed. I couldn't stop talking about it. And then it was time to turn me over to do the bath. And yeah, said, oh, my. She said, you're not going to like this. Um, I don't think you're going to be getting up today. And I was okay. like, oh, well, I said, well, can we take a photo? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, and it was just like the, it's just a, a quadriplegic, paraplegic. It's, it's our worst nightmare, um, to be honest. And so I, t- I took a look at the photo and it was just, just an emotional breakdown. I mean, it was uh, okay. the worst thing to ever happen um, aside from the, aside from the uh, injury itself. Uh it was a stage four pressure ulcer right to the bone, and it was it's quite big. I mean, okay, uh, you could almost like uh, put your whole fist inside. So <clears throat> it was uh, it was the most traumatizing, like I said, as a, as opposed yeah. to itself. And I knew, yeah. I knew that I, I knew that I had many, 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 many days in bed, if not years in bed, uh, and that's what it came down to. Uh, Holy cow! Still, actually, um, dealing with uh, the the area. I mean, it's closed, but there, it's okay. uh, skin that's very like vulnerable, and so okay, you know, is it sensitive uh, or? Yeah, sensitive. Okay, okay. I have to be careful with how long I stay up, and you know, I okay. have to be mindful of the of the tilting in the chair, reclining, and. Uh, you know, I got to be careful. I have to always keep the protein up and uh, the diet. And so, um, yeah, many, many years after, I mean, I you can't imagine just like not having a shower for like years on end and just doing bed baths. I mean, there wow. was, there was times, tough, times where I said like, oh, like, I like, you know, I don't care if I have this wound. I, I have to shower like just yeah. for like peace of mind, you know. Yeah, uh, and just for morale, like morale purposes. But yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that was a huge setback. Um, so, how back, long were you were you were you out for? Well, I was. Uh, uh, I would say a good a good three years. Like I was confined basically to the bed, and uh, holy cow, three years! Yeah, I was only able to like go to see the surgeon um and i was are you at home this whole time yeah well i I had to like um before the surgeon before the operation of the uh pressure officer yeah i was at home uh in bed the whole time and then it wasn't healing it was just you know it was it was sort of like staying the way it was and i knew that i had to do something so I called the rehab and the rehab nurse. Uh, she said, "Yep, you're gonna see Doctor So and So, and he's gonna do uh, this procedure, and then you're gonna stay there for the uh, usually is recommended one month, but okay, because of the complications, it was two months and a day, number twenty twenty one. When oh, you're okay. there, you have to stay on a special mattress. It's like a sand bed." And okay, it's like heated. So, um, yeah, I was there for two months a day after the initial surgery, and 
and then came home with uh, strict seating um, um, restrictions. And so basically the surgeon would allow you maybe an hour up and then down, you know, for four hours and then another hour maybe, depending, and you have to monitor that. And so yeah, I mean, that was quite challenging throughout, like, you know, the care time that you're allotted, you have to like really juggle, but they want you to, to test the skin and make the skin strong. And so um, we did that. Sometimes it would have to be a little longer because the nurse was coming late and there was a couple of setbacks. Um, there was a part that opened back up and I had to uh, spend more time, even more time in bed and had to go back and have that surgically operated on. So I spent another month uh, in the civic again uh, wow. with uh, on the same bed. And uh, now it's, 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 it's closed, but there's that one spot that opened up that's very like vulnerable. It's closed and everything, but yeah. it, is, it is very fragile. And so I have to be careful. So, if I understand this right, it's about thirty-six months. You're you're pretty much bedridden. Yeah, and you decide. I, I don't even know how you make this decision, but you decide to make some shirts. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I um, I I really liked like good quality, and so I set out to try to find like a fabric that was unique and. Uh, this is all through my bed. I mean, calling people, using the internet. Yeah. You know, like I still like I, I I still had a fairly good mindset, and I was just determined to like you know never give up to like you know to good for you, man. Really, like you know, stick to it, and it also it it took it was almost like a meditation because like you know like when I was walking and playing basketball, like all all the things that were happening negative in my life, they would all go away the second I like I hit the basketball court. And so, okay. so I use that like the same sort of like mentality when it came to the business court. And so <clears throat> everything kind of went away when I was like working really hard. And so that's all I did is I just kept working hard and I said, okay, so I'm going to find a really great, great material that has like some uniqueness to it. And, it was a Coolmax material that I, after many, many samples, I remember having nurses like rub materials on my face where that's where I could okay. keep. And I'd say, no, not that one. And let me try that one. And let me see the stretch of that. So after some, some time yeah. uh, of uh, back and forth, I, I fell in love with the Coolmax. And I, I remember I uh, tried it on and the feeling was just so nice nice and soft and smooth against the skin. Okay. But, but what really got me was it was temperature regulating, uh, was something that I and most quadriplegics can't do. We, we have troubles regulating our temperature due to the spinal cord uh, okay. being affected. And so uh, I remember putting it on. I was able to be up from my chair for a couple hours, and I, I put it on, and I was – um, at that time, I was at the hospital, and I yeah. Uh, the room that I was in was quite warm because uh, this is a reminder. because of the Leave ninety degree 
uh, sad bed, and it was a really small, really small room. Okay, okay. So, so I, I was going to put on a dress shirt. And I was thinking, oh man, like I'm going <laughs> to be super hot in this. And so then, anyway, I ended up uh, having the nurse put it on me, and and instantly, uh, like around my neck and my shoulders, where like the, the feeling is quite in heightened. Uh, I felt the shirt like warming my neck and my shoulders. And so I was like, oh, that's amazing. Or sorry, cooling it down. Pardon me. Uh, cooling yeah. it down. Uh, wow. and, then I, and, then, and then I said, okay, so let's go to the hallway. We only have uh, 40 minutes allowed up in the chair. Let's go out. Let's go for a, a little cruise. And I like hate the cold. I, uh, I just can't stand it. And um, I knew that the hallway was going to be drafty so i said oh man anyway let's just go do it because you only have a little bit of time up and yeah and then the, the second i i got into the hallway like the shirt just warmed up my neck and my shoulder area so basically it was doing its thing and i remember rolling down the hallway with a smile on my face saying like this is the one this is the one i know it i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, let everybody know that this is the one yeah, and um, I remember after finding out, like, yeah, this is the one that um, I'm gonna you know, get this in bulk, and I'm gonna get them made uh, one for the able body and one for uh, the wheelchair uh, clientele. And so, yeah, <clears throat> that was an advice that my friend Tyler said. He said, I had a business partner. He said, you know, you should make two kinds and. So I went to the able body, went to the, the wheelchair bound, and that's what I did. I did two colors and two cuts, black and white. Okay. And okay. So, yeah, it just it just took off. I remember, like, just you know, the time. So you're selling these shirts while you're still in bed. Is that that's right? That's right. Yeah, like oh like totally like like fighting for my life, and uh, that's crazy. And just like so motivated to have like the labels, and I remember like. Um, the nurse taking photos of like how the shirts were like in small, medium, large piles in the living room, and you know yeah. having them like tagged and having like having them packaged, and you know me just you know dictating on you know wh wh where to put what and yeah yeah you know and print these print these addresses and yeah. Did, is it, I'm just going to throw this out there uh, for a sec here, Travis. Did did your did your physical health improve at a faster rate when you were working on these shirts? Yeah, well, like definitely the morale. And I, and I asked that, and I, I kind of asked that because it almost sounds like you seeing all of those events with the shirts starting to transpire from the material to the orders, to the labels, keeping you motivated to keep going. Right. And not focusing on the injury itself. Is that fair to say? Or Yeah. Like, I mean, it's always nice to, you know, have something to do, but uh, to kind of busy the mind because you're not always thinking about that, you know, the, the, the negative uh, part of what's happening and I yeah also like like I said I use it as like a meditation um, you know and it gave me 
you know, to have something to wake up to in the morning to do when you yeah. know that you're going to be like in a bed is like that was the biggest, um, you know, not the not confidence booster, but morale booster. It literally, it gave me. It was like oxygen. It was literally it was my oxygen. Yeah. to continue yeah. and uh, and I was like, I mean, I have one shirt left over that I'm going to probably frame, and uh, it was just a constant reminder. Oh, so- like, so you have no more of these shirts. You sold them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, some some were given away and like, you know, like, um, but yeah, I have one left over out of the 5,000 that we, that 5,000, 5,000 that we got made. And, and so oh there God, are good for you. There's, you know, the Instagram started picking up and people yeah. just really enjoyed the fact that like, you know, this is a really, really great dress shirt. It's made by uh, Travis Iverson, who's, you know, he's he's suffering right now, but he's somehow delivering all these amazing shirts. And and I yeah. mean, he, he's staying positive. And yeah, it literally helped me get through a lot. And I mean, uh, that's incredible. Uh, I, Good for I, you. Just happy that I stuck with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, five thousand shirts. That is outstanding. And where did you sell most of those, uh, Travis? Like, is was it all Instagram or? Well, yeah, like through Instagram, Facebook, and you know, uh, word of mouth. It was just, uh, I just basically I would turn the music up super loud and I'd just knock on everyone's door, and it was nice Good for you. I, nice that I could do it through the uh, the tablet that's above my face. Okay, okay. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. A good, uh, outstanding story of perseverance. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Yeah, outstanding man. That is absolutely. So, did you just sell the the shirts? And at that point, yeah. At that point, it was okay. just, like, just the shirts. Yeah. Okay, because now you have more than shirts, correct? Yeah. Now at, we, at have, uh, we have phase one out, and it's uh, it has. Um, merchandise and so it's uh fundraising collections winter summer fall uh bestsellers and um and these pieces collections um are going to fuel our rollout of the accessible line that were uh that i've uh, that i've designed uh, everything is all designed um, okay. I, have, I have all the samples uh, hung up in my uh, living room that I took the time and worked with the manufacturer that I had coming out of the gates of uh, Algonquin. And so, um, yeah, so the the first phase, ironfashion.com under fundraising collections is where you can get, like, you know, everything from hoodies to um, there's socks, there's long sleeves, there's you know, there's yoga pants, there's everything and more. Okay. They're all, all designed, and there's a couple that have taglines uh, seize the day to, you know, really, really just embrace each day. Uh, yeah, very nice. So, yeah, with a, lot of, uh, a lot of great hats as well. And and, and do, you, do you have two lines as, as well as you did for the shirts where you have it for, for those um, that at have... This point, at this point, we're... Uh, really concentrating on raising uh, funds so that we can bring out um, uh, the rest of the line, like of the accessible, okay. the accessible clothes. 
Okay. Uh, so that we can have enough money to do a few runs of each uh, garment that are already uh, sourced and uh, and designed. Okay. So, yeah, really relying Very on nice. the public to help us out. Very nice. Very nice. Now we got to get to the hats. That tell us about the uh, hat I mentioned, the never give up hats. Tell us, tell the audience about those hats. Yeah. So just like, you know, when I was lying on my back, like it's just like the model right now, it's also very good for what's happening, like with the pandemic and the you know, definitely mental, mental illness. Like m- many people are suffering right now. And so it was just like, it was just kosher to put that in there, like never give up. And so, you know, with my story and just with what's happening with the global pandemic, it's, uh, you know, like I said, many people are suffering. And so we decided to do a never give up hat. And uh, with the uh, proceeds of that hat, we have, uh, yep. we have it in Braille uh, for those that are visually impaired. Good for uh, you. And so the proceeds of that hat are going to uh, help the rollout, uh, the costs associated with getting the uh, accessible garments into uh, production. Good for you. Good for you. That is awesome. And you also have uh, like beanies too, right? Not just that, you know, ball caps and, and beanies. Yeah, we have the beanie or tukes. Yeah, yeah, beanie tukes. And, uh, and we're going to work on some hoodies too, but... Uh, I, yeah, good, just good. It's just nice to get the buzz going and uh, to see how many people we can get and uh, and the hashtag when we do get it is uh, Iver never give up. That is awesome, 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 and the hat's very comfortable. I'll say that firsthand. Oh, very fashionable, you. very very fashionable, very comfortable, very comfortable. Yeah, it's good. I mean, a lot of people can relate to it. So yeah, you know, like, yeah, people are. Right now is a time where many, many people are suffering. So when they yeah. put that hat on, it gives them like hope, you know. Well, and you know, it's funny you say that because that's kind of leads me to where to to the next question. For for what advice would you give Travis to someone that learns about their paralysis or going through uh, going through it? Um, well, first off, like it's it's a, it's an educational uh, experience for sure i mean you get you have to learn you you learn about your body like very quickly i mean um even though you can't feel like you know certain parts down for me it's from my chest down and uh so things like you know bladder management and uh bowel management as well as like skin integrity and um, okay I would say, like for sure, to to not miss those educational um, classes that go on when you're in rehab, and to really, 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 really listen to the nurses because they know what they're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, th- I, th- I think back, and there was a seminar on wounds and skin, and then I remember going into that, and I seen these terrible, terrible images, and. I was just like, oh, that's never gonna happen to me. Like I and I left. And so it's uh it's kind of ironic how, you know, you know, years down that I'm I'm one of the statistics. And so yeah, yeah. I would really say that like take your time when you're in rehab to 
listen to the professionals and okay. get as much education as possible as you can uh, to get as much knowledge and as much independence as possible. Those those people that are listening to this, uh, Travis, it's obviously been, you know, it's been a bit of a rough couple of years with, you know, with COVID and how a lot of those things have impacted society. Anybody going through a tough time today, what would you say to them? I mean, hearing this story is motivation in itself, but what, what would you say to them, Travis? Well, um, for sure that uh, they should get a, I never give up hot and put that on. And <laughs> Yeah, that is a great start. Awesome. You know, and, and, and to look at it, you know, in the mirror and, and, and say, you know, like, you know, you're worth it. And to say that, like, you know, like this too shall pass and, uh, and we're going to get through it. And I mean, um, right now it's, it's, it's good that we're, uh, it's a good time to really focus on self. So I would say like, you know, pick up meditation, you know, I do meditation. I do a lot of Wim Hof breathing. Um, okay. And so a lot of gratitude, you know, even if it's the smallest thing, I mean, even if you don't feel like saying it, that, you know, the fact that you have shelter uh, on a, on a cold, snowy, cold, snowy night that you have like electricity, like think of like, you know, five or 10 things that you're extremely, you know, grateful for. And, and even say them out loud, it really changes your morale, your body. Um, so I would say those things for sure. Excellent. Excellent. If someone was starting a business today, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would say to, to never quit. I mean, like that's another thing, like um, a mentor of mine, his father told him that like when you start, like just don't quit that's the worst thing you can do is to quit and so i would say that uh, if you're passionate about something um uh, to stick with it uh even yeah. if it's even if it seems like it's not going anywhere for you know six months a year and you seem like nothing's happening and you and you think like oh this is it i'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it all up and i mean that like i would say just stick with it as much as possible and uh and also, you know, get as many mentors as you can as possible. Um, yeah, well said. I've, I've had many, and they've helped me through the, uh, the the dark times for sure. If if you can narrow down three things that have had the biggest impact on your success, what what would you say those three things are? Um, I would say. Um, like mentoring, uh, definitely as well. Yep. Um, the fact that like I was extremely athletic and in, and I took a lot of time to be great. So I'd say like a lot of practice. Yeah, you know, practice when it comes to like in business would be like you know just to to keep going like to. You know, like if sure, if your email is not the greatest uh, the first time, well, if you keep doing a bunch of emails, uh, you're gonna get better. Um, yeah, I've looked at emails that I've sent like when I first started, and they're just horrendous compared to the emails I'm sending now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the third, um, 
I would say that um, like to keep your health number one. Um, yeah. Because like you know you can burn out pretty quick, and and I have a few times. And uh, a mentor told me when I had a really bad burnout, I couldn't move my neck at all, and I was like out of I couldn't do anything. I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to type. And yeah, he said that he said that uh, leave like leave the work week for the work week, uh, leave the weekends for the weekends. Never miss a birthday or a celebration. Uh, yeah, well said. And so that would be that would be the biggest takeaway right there. Okay. Yeah, well said. Well said. And you've mentioned you had some mentors along the way that that you looked up to. How many do you want to give any shout outs to them or how many did you? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, Michael Power, one hundred percent. excellent. He was uh, my sort of first mentor. He gave me a few business books and he because I, you know, I wanted to have my money work for me, and uh, and I remember asking him like, "What, like, what should I read up on? What should I do?" And and he said, "You uh, wrote on a piece of paper, rich dad, poor dad." And I remember reading yeah. that book uh, back to back a few times, and uh, um, taught me how to like read the newspaper for the stocks. Um, okay. So yeah, he was my first, and like I said, he was a spearhead of the uh, accessibility uh, to come home. Okay, uh, Tyler Tyler LeBlanc, he's uh, my business partner. He's uh, also my uh, close close friend. Yeah. Um, and Jason Daly as well. He was the one that helped me get into the doors at Algonquin and help start the uh, help start uh, you know the. The wheels in motion, so to speak, at the beginning. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a, a great book that you'd recommend. Any other books you'd recommend, Travis? Um, like anything that has to do like um the seven hour work week. Uh okay, yes, or, yes. Sorry, sorry. Pardon me, the four uh four hour work week. Four hour me. work week, yeah. Three hours uh over too much there. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, and I just, you know, just to really like, uh, there's lots of uh, podcasts that are out there, like to really get in tune with uh, with that, you know, uh, listen to the greats like Warren Buffett and uh, yeah. Napoleon Hill. Um, yeah. You know, these, these guys. Think and Grow Rich. Carnegie. Grow rich. Yeah, all these, all these are so great. And I, I listen to them again and again. And I, uh, each, t- each time I learn something new off, uh, off the listen so yeah yeah very nice very nice movie any movies or series uh series you'd, you'd recommend um i don't um I, I don't really have much time for like that stuff like i really work hard and uh yeah i do um i do uh take some time uh but the last movie i watched what did i watch i forget now um I, I love I love the movie Training Day. It's one of my favorites uh, with uh, Denzel, as well as uh, American Gangster. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are two great movies for me. Um, as far as series, uh, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. I watched uh, what was it? Uh, True Story with uh, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. There was about okay five episodes, and I I enjoyed that. That was recent. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. 
Any, any tips on staying balanced, keeping that balance? Well, yeah, like I said, like I have a, a whiteboard, a vision board on my in my living or my kitchen, sorry, and it uh, the first is health uh, at the top. It's written out health. Next is trust, uh, wealth, love, and happiness. Yeah, uh, and I, I I live that day to day. So I would say for sure, for sure, one hundred percent health. Like uh, drink yeah. lots, lots of water. You know, eat the right things. Um, you know, you are what you put in your body. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, trust. Really trust your friends, your your business mates, uh, through and through, so that you can enjoy uh, the wealth and the love and the happiness. Uh, you know, and, and I don't want to say really in moderation, but uh, it does it does help to have uh, you know uh, things in moderation. Um, yeah. Yeah, very true. I do, I do um, meditation. It's uh, a lot of visualization. So, just like okay. what what's coming up, um, you know, just seeing yourself, you know, having the successes already, um, but also yeah. like saving time to do the gratitude practices. Whether it uh, when you wake up in the morning and when you before you go to sleep. Um, really helps the body, the mind. So meditation, yeah. visualization, the gratitude practices, uh, and that model, I think, um, and you'll be, on your, you'll be on your way. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Any hobbies or interests, uh, Travis? Um, hobbies? Um, not really. I, I literally, <laughs> I, I'm a... I'm a workaholic. I guess I love to. I love. I love to get it down. I love to grind. I. I, I even. I work, you you work still watch basketball? I watch a little bit here and there. To be honest, uh, sometimes it's a bit hard to watch because, you know, I just can't play anymore, and uh, I really okay. love. Okay. Okay. It's uh, it's difficult sometimes, but I do like I. I watch some highlights here and there, and. Uh, okay. But for okay. the most part, to sit there and watch a whole game, it's. Uh, it's tough. It's yeah, tough long. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 It's understandable. Uh, do you have a favorite food or restaurant? Anything local you want to give a shout out to? Um, actually, I do a lot of the cooking in house because uh, Good I just, for you. my family, they're all chefs. My, my sister's a, a vegan licensed chef. My mom, you know, she's just an amazing cook. I used to watch her like when there was no. Okay. Internet, uh, Used to watch her like make some awesome dishes and okay, just love the kitchen. And so, I also just really like to see the food being made like you know, in front of me, yeah. having some delivery guy. I don't know what he's doing with it, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I just really like to have fresh, uh, nice food made in the home. Good for you, good for you. Any, what, what do you, what do you prefer if you had to make something? Like a favorite uh, meal. I, I, like, uh, I like like doctoring up like a pizza, like that. You know, like I would, okay. buy, you know, just like sort of like a, a delicio pizza, and I would just put like everything on there. So it's like, you know, five inches. Like I'm just like ingredients, and yeah, that's always good. Um, you know, just kind of like doctoring up meals. It's uh, that's okay. fine. You know, playing with ingredients. Um, nice. I, I think you know, just like uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, pizza is great. I love pizza. Um, I like shepherd's pie. My mom brings shepherd's pie. I love that. Oh, that's nice. Um, Very nice. You know, and uh, I like to make really, really great uh, tasty omelets. Okay. Yeah. Great for the breakfast. Start the morning off right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Protein. Uh, yeah, definitely. Spices and finish it off with some cheese and some green onions. It looks yeah, looks very nice. In the oven, right? <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, social media media platform or channel? Um, really? I mean, I um, I try to limit myself. Uh, to be honest, I mean, uh, to be on there scrolling constantly, kind of like. I can kill the, the morale sometimes and like, yeah. you know, uh, especially with the pandemic, you're kind of isolated. And so um, no offense to any of them, but uh, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy Instagram. Um, I like okay. this book, you know. Travis, do you have anyone that you follow on social media that uh, you'd like to give a shout out to or recommend to others in the audience? Oh, for sure. Um, the uh, the one and the only uh, Sean Sisk, who is, uh, I guess, the uh, one of the best photographers here in Ottawa, who's doing a fantastic job and uh, one, yeah, of the, uh, one of the ambassadors uh, of uh, the Never Give Up Hat campaign. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I would say uh, Jason Watts, who's the drummer uh, for the Twin Flames uh, band Very nice. uh, and the Twin Flames himself. They're doing fantastic. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, Dylan Black. He's also been uh, helpful with the shout out Saturdays. Um, okay. And so um, let me think. There, there's got to be more. Uh, Tyler LeBlanc. He's uh, my business partner yeah. and um, one of my one of my great 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 friends. Um, I'm probably missing a lot more people here. Uh, who else do I follow? Um, well, I think that's pretty good for now. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are uh, I would say uh, Christopher Lloyd. He's doing great stuff in the uh, in the barber. Barbershop room at okay. King, uh, Kingstown Barbers. Oh, very uh, nice. So, yeah, these these are the top guys that I uh, that I follow. Oh, excellent. Excellent. That is awesome. That is awesome. When people hear the name Travis Iverson, what do you hope they will say? Oh, uh, that he's a trooper and the fact that, you know, he's – He's doing a lot for the community as far as, uh, you know, the clothing line and, and, and thinking ahead by paying it forward like Michael Power did for us, Michael Power and Heather and Lilico did for us uh, and many other uh, people in that uh, group of that team that helped us and that, um, you know, that he's, he's on the right track and that he's uh, doing what – he's supposed to be doing and um, and that uh, that there's nothing impossible uh, if you never give up. Well, that was, uh, that was very well said to finish off, uh, finish off with that, uh, that Travis. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate yeah. that. 
Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Travis, this has been uh this has been tremendous. I I can't thank you enough for for coming on here and, and sharing your story. I uh, definitely hope we can uh we can get you some more hats sold here and uh and help out some some individuals and get that other clothing line going for you. That would be uh that would be tremendous. Uh so thank uh-huh. you for sharing your story. Oh, you're most welcome. And I and like I said, if you guys can go to ivorfashion.com and hit the uh, buy buy the hat link, and uh, don't forget to share, care, and and to use the hashtag Ivor Never Give Up. And I wish yeah. everyone a Merry Christmas and and all the best in 2022. Yeah, that is awesome, and I wish you much uh, much success as well into 2022. We'll definitely keep in touch. Thank you, thank you, Travis. Okay, thank you, Paul. For those in the audience looking for additional information about our guest today, Travis Iverson uh, and Iver Fashions, and also more specifically, uh, the hat that uh, Travis is is raising funds for, uh, you can find Travis and Iver Fashions on the web at www.iverfashion.com. That's www.iverf. A S H I O N dot com. You can also reach Travis by email at Travis Iverson three at hotmail.com. That's T R A V I S I V E R S O N, the number three at hotmail.com. And you can also find and be sure to follow him on all of the social media channels, Instagram, Iver Fashion Lifestyle. That's I-V-E-R-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E. And Twitter at Iver Fashion, I-V-E-R-F-A-S-H-I-O-N. And Facebook Iver Fashion, I-V-E-R-F-A-S-H-I-O-N. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. We truly hope you found something of value in the show that you can use in your business or personal life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite player. Thank you.